Welcome to Biased. In today's episode, Madison and Sydney cover a variety of topics. Maddie tells you about her anxiety about getting gas, they recap the Olympics and the recent Olympic figure skating controversy, and then wrap up the episode by playing a K-pop-themed game where they assign superlatives to BTS members before delving into their biases of the week. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode four of the podcast. How are you doing today, Maddie? I'm good. I can't believe it's been four episodes. Um, also, we just want to give a little uh, notification. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, just about how last week's episode, we know the audio got a little messed up, and um we wanted to maybe try to re-record it, but then we were like, we felt what we said about like the whole K-pop thing was like really good, and so we just decided to upload it, even though the audio wasn't perfect. So um, yeah, we're very sorry about that, but we are aware we're gonna try to make the audio better in the future. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I guess just a little. How's your week been? Did you do anything exciting this week? Um, it's been pretty good. I really haven't done anything. I haven't left my house in like three days, I feel like. It's not actually true, but it feels like it. Um, I'm trying to think what I did that might have been fun. God, this is so embarrassing. Like every time I come on the podcast, I just realize that I literally do nothing throughout my week. It's okay. I have a funny story of something that happened to you this past week. Okay. Um, so... For everyone listening, Maddie has this weird, I don't even know what you would call it, like, relationship, phobia, anxiety, maybe anxiety is the best word. Yeah, probably. With um, getting gas in the car, in her car, or the car that we share when I'm home. And it's been like this ever since maddie had her like learner's permit and like wasn't even officially licensed like she would get anxiety over the idea of getting gas and then when she got her license it became like a real like solidified thing because she realized that in order to drive a car like you do have to get gas to drive the car and so it got to the point where maddie gets so anxious that every time she goes to get gas, she has to FaceTime me to make sure that she gets gas in the correct way. And what's interesting about it is it's not even, it's not even like getting gas is that complex of a process. And like Maddie knows all the steps to do to get to the gas, but she freaks out at the possibility of something like going wrong or like, what is your, what is the issue? Okay, well, I just like already have like, I guess anxiety would also be the word, about just driving in general. Like, I very, like, every time I drive, I have to map out the exact place I'm going to in my head. Like, I have to know, like, and usually I do know where I'm going. I don't go many places, but, like, I have to know what the parking lot looks like. I have to know how I can park. Like, I need to know the whole situation before I drive, you know? And so I already have, like, anxiety about that. And then I've had, like, I don't even know when it when the first time I got gas was, but I had just like a bad experience, I guess. I feel like I just like 
was alone and maybe people were waiting behind me and I didn't know what to do and I was like just really stressed and then I've had other experiences where like the gas tank hasn't been working so like I literally it wouldn't let me pour gas out like and then I just had like things where it's like you have to go in to see the cashier it's like I'm not going to do that so like every time I've just had to get gas it's been a problem and so then I would like FaceTime Sydney and then like I just kept having good experiences when I was on FaceTime with Sydney and so it just made me like feel like okay like I can do and the thing is I do know how to do it I really do but I like just I can't do it without FaceTiming yeah so this like past week the reason why I brought this up is because Maddie FaceTimed me this week while she was, like, getting gas. And she, like, it was a little bit wait, of wait, a Wait, wait, wait. Let me say this. Let me say this. So I, the last time I got in gas, I was, I did, re- it was really easy. Like, really good. I did FaceTime Sydney. But after the FaceTime, I was like, I don't even think I need to FaceTime you anymore. Like, I really think I got it. And it was actually, I felt, was feeling just more confident in my driving overall. Like, being able to drive to different places and, like, going on the interstate was really easy. Changing lanes and stuff. Like, basic stuff was just becoming a lot more easier and confident for me. And so I, like, was feeling really good. And then the other day, I was... Oh, this is what it was, actually. I went to, me and my mom went to put my dad's car in the dealership. And when we got it back, we were driving. I was driving my dad's car. She was driving her car. And it, I, I stopped at a red light because the right, right light was red. I can't speak. And it put me in park for some reason. The car did. But I didn't know it put me in park because, like, I just assumed I was holding the brake. And so when I let go of the brake, it didn't make me move. And so, like, the car was having problems, and then the car was basically, it, like, had a notice, be like, your thing, your engine is messed up, like, you take, need to take it to the closest shop or whatever. And I'm literally freaking out. There's so many people behind me. I'm on, like, I'm on this, like, highway. So, it's, like, not crazy busy, but it's, like, a pretty busy road normally. I'm, this is my biggest anxiety is, like, if I just stop, I can't drive in the middle of the road. People are behind me. I immediately, luckily, put my hazards on because, like, that's just one thing I, like, do how to do. And I'm trying to wave the person behind me to go around me because I don't know what to do I pick up my phone and call my mom luckily the person behind me was my mom I didn't know it was my mom there were people behind her and I'm like calling her I'm like I don't know how to move the car and then I finally looked and was like oh my god it's a park and so I put it in drive and it let me drive it but there was something wrong with my dad's car because it obviously shouldn't be putting it in park randomly in the middle of the road you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so and but that just really stressed me out and that happened like Wednesday and then I think it was no, that happened on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, I drove my car to school, and my car just felt like it was kind of acting weird. I don't know what what was going on. I just felt, like, really anxious about the whole driving that day. Like, my car felt like it was, like, the brakes were working weird, and it totally probably wasn't. It was just me making it up in my head, you know? Yeah. And so then I'm on the way home, and the gas light's on, and then the gas light turned off for some reason, which my parents told me it's just because, like, the gas, like, was moving, and so, like, in one direction, it looked like it had enough gas, and then in other directions, it didn't, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the tank was, like, shifting. And so, they were like, it's fine if your gas light is on, and then it turns off. But Sydney had told me, and I'm gonna blame you here, I texted her being like, what happens if the gas light's on, and then it turns off? She's like, you need gas no, right away. That Where's was not my tone. Station? That was not my <laughs> well, tone. Text. How was I supposed to know what your tone okay. was? I said you were like, what happens if it turns on and then turns off? And I that had never happened to me before. And so I was just like, oh, it probably means that you should get gas soon. Like, just not being like, get it right now. No, but just I know. Like, just being like, don't go home and think you're going to be able to make it home. Like, stop at a gas station on your way home, basically. 
Yeah. So I didn't mean to freak you out. Yes. And then I was like, oh my God. And the car, at that moment, literally sitting next to me and in my head, I totally probably making this up once again. My car felt like it was breaking down. (laughs) I could not drive. I was like, oh my God. Luckily, I actually was like literally right outside of like the last exit. I'm not trying to give away where we live. So like the last exit out to our house is where I was. So it basically was almost home. But there is a lot of gas stations right there. So I was like, I will just go get gas. And so I went and got gas. And then I pull up to the gas station. And I'm too far. And I'm, I FaceTime Cindy because, like, I need your help. Like, I'm stressed right now. And I can't get gas when I'm already stressed. And, like, you know. So I FaceTime her. And then I get, we do the whole gas thing. And then I pull the uh, pump out. And it's I parked too far away from the thing. So it doesn't reach my gas tank or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. And so then I have to like get out and so it's like just pull forward. And I'm like, I can't pull forward. I pull forward to the first like the last thing. I can't pull forward anymore. So I have to like make a full U-turn, go to another one. Luckily there wasn't literally anyone there. So like it, that was okay. But then I finally like had to face him again, did everything and I got gas. But it was so, so stressful. Yeah, you were like exasperated. I was like, calm down. It's okay. Like, I was like, just like, it was just one more thing after another would drive me, and I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. I get that though. That makes sense. I didn't know about the dad car thing. Like, yeah, I did actually tell you that. But that stressed me out so bad. And then I had to drive my mom's car home because my mom took my dad's car back to the um, station or like the place where you get it fixed. And so I drove my mom's car home, and my mom's car is humongous. And so I knew it's like you have to the exit we were on, you had to merge on the interstate with a right merge, so like it's where your blind spot is or whatever. And I find that tricky in my own car, so I was like, I'm not taking the interstate home. <laughs> so I took these like tons of back roads home, and luckily I knew the way fairly well. But it was still that was still stressful. It was horrible, the whole thing. <laughs> so all that to say, Maddie has issues with cars which is so funny because i'm the complete opposite yes i which is why i think maddie loves when i'm home because i will basically take maddie anywhere she wants to go and maddie doesn't have to drive so she has no anxiety but i love driving like driving is so therapeutic to me there is like literally nothing better like if i'm in a bad mood like i just go on a drive and it's just like i immediately feel better so it's just so funny that it it relieves my anxiety, but causes Maddie so much. So well, and the thing is, I like going on drives with you while you're driving. Like sitting in the passenger seat, that relieves my stress. You know what I mean? Like it's great, and I'm not disagreeing. But I don't like being in the back seat because I do get motion sickness. But like that, I love. Like I love being in a car. I like my whole childhood. I feel like I was always in a car with my mom. But um, so like I I do like it. It's just being in the driver's seat and stuff really stresses me out and sometimes i do have a like okay days for driving and i'm like oh this was like nice like i had my good music on it's like a nice day outside and it does like feel stress relieving but then other days it's like the most chaotic stressful thing in my entire life yeah i get that well i mean i don't but like, <laughs> like I, I breathe I... after that. <laughs> yeah you okay like, like exhausted just talking about it <laughs> okay <sighs> well there was also another thing that th- that we realized this week while we were on FaceTime. Well, I watched your private Snapchat story because Maddie has a private mm-hmm. Snap story. And Which she is was- very great. Okay. <laughs> Not me shouting out my own private story. <laughs> I can't. 
But she, it was so funny because I had been thinking about this before and then I saw Maddie's private story and she was talking about the same thing that I had been thinking about. And I was like, oh my gosh, I agree with this. And it was funny because Maddie was like, this is a hot take, but that was a really big buildup for something that's not that exciting, but basically... <laughs> yes, really not. It's almost lame. Like, that's the sad part. Okay, basically, we were talking about how we think it might be a controversial opinion, but we both like the new thing on YouTube, like the YouTube, like, shorts or whatever they're called, that are basically, like, Instagram reels or, like, TikToks. Mm-hmm. They're, like... 15 second little like videos that like show up on like your home like recommended page but Maddie and I both really like them and it's so funny because like they know what they're doing like they like reel you in with the clickbait titles the thing is the thing I think that and I don't think it's actually better than TikTok because I I do love TikTok Mm -hmm. but the thing is it's like you were just scrolling to watch a YouTube video and then you see that like it's like an interesting looking thumbnail it's got a great title and you're like it's only like 10 seconds long let's just see what it is you know and Mm -hmm. you click on it and then you're like oh well let's see what the I just accidentally scrolled down like let's see what the next one is you know what I mean and like the comments are actually pretty funny and like I like them (laughs) I like it, too, because it's kind of, like, different content from TikTok. It's, like, TikTok, yeah. you have, like, your algorithm. I feel like on YouTube, it's more based on, like, videos you've already watched. So it's, like, content very specifically tailored to your, like, YouTube mm-hmm. sub box and, like, watch history. So it's, like, I don't know. I feel like I watch different things on YouTube than, like, I like to see on TikTok. So it, mm-hmm. it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, fun. I know some people yeah. find them annoying, but I kind of yeah. like it. I kind of like it, too. The I do have a couple problems with it. I don't like the, like, like system. It, like, you have to, like, act like you like the YouTube video. Like, that's, it's the same as that. Like, you can't just, like, double-click it or whatever. Oh. And then I don't like how, so, like, it gives you, like, a ton of options at the front of, like, your homepage. And I just, like, click on one usually. And then I scroll down. But when I scroll down, it's not the other options on the thing. It's, like, videos more related to the one you just watched. And so instead, I'll like, I'll see, like, the three on my homepage. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch all three of those. But then I end up scrolling down because, like, that's my natural habit. So, But then I have to, like, scroll out to get to the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, like, a feed system, really. It's yeah, like... yeah. No, it's not. But that also is nice, though, because then you're like, oh, I like this video. Let's see more exactly similar to those videos, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's very much like the autoplay YouTube recommended mm-hmm. thing. So it's just a different type of algorithm. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was interesting but, that we both liked those. I think it really is like the K-pop edition because I had never, I was never going to click on a YouTube or short before like I saw any like good, exciting thumbnails of like Minecraft or something, you know, but like these TikTok ones, like it's like all my, or not TikTok, these like K-pop ones that they get with the thumbnail and stuff. I'm like, oh my God. I know. It's, like, so good, too, because I know every time when I go to click this video, like, there'll be some clickbait thumbnail and stuff, and I'm like, this is yeah, obviously so- not what the video is about, but, like, I still click it and watch it, and I'm still like, click it. I'm like, yeah, the video wasn't about that, but, like, that was kind of good. Like, okay. <laughs> like, get their coin. I'm like, okay, yeah. I was like, it was only, no. like, eight seconds. Like, what was it gonna do? hmm And the thing is, the thumbnails are always, like, blurry or, like, out, like, really low quality things and that just like intrigues you you know what I yeah. mean they like blur them and put like bubble text like over the top mm-hmm. and then you're like oh what is that mm-hmm. so but yeah 
I recommend giving YouTube Shorts a try, everyone. I'm a fan. Yeah. For sure. The other big thing that we haven't talked about on the podcast, but that we've been really into. I mean, we're into, you know, when it comes around, but yeah, this year specifically, there's been lots of, lots of things to talk about regarding this, mm-hmm. but we're a big Olympic family. So our whole family really enjoys both the summer and winter Olympics. Um, me and my sister and Maddie a little bit before she quit, but me and my sister were um, competitive swimmers for a good chunk of our childhood so we always loved watching like swimming in the summer olympics and you know we love like gymnastics and all that stuff and we really branched out um as we've gotten older into like watching new sports but we we also love the winter olympics and um maddie and i specifically love figure skating um so we really wanted to talk about it and kind of just now that like the figure skating at the olympics is done um, we kind of wanted to, like, give our thoughts, our feelings, our opinions, um, and kind of just dive into it a little bit. Yeah. I do want to say, I've seen it, like, I know Laurel sent one to our family group chat, or to sister, but I've seen a lot of them, which are so funny, and it's like, Summer Olympics are like, oh my god, is she going to nail the flip? Oh my god, are they going to do this? Oh my god. Winter Olympics is like, are you going to die or not for your sport? Like, are you going to fall off the mountain or something? It's so fun. Winter Olympics are insane. Like, these athletes are literally, like, I can't even. It's crazy. Like, I mean, I know a big, like, snowboard or, like, any of the skiing ones but i just sometimes see them and oh it's crazy impressive like i literally like what the heck no i love skiing and snowboarding like watching it it's just like i almost feel like in some way they're like wizards or something like they're like (laughs) they have magic powers like i'm the muggle in harry potter and like they're the cool like cool kid wizards that can like defy gravity i'm like they literally float like what the heck i know and i didn't even know this because i watched the men's i think is it just called snowboarding the ones where they do like this what sean white does the half pipe yeah that i watched the finals for that and i didn't even know they get three runs because it's like most of the time they don't land their tricks because they're that hard like i didn't even know that that's crazy yeah and, like, usually the first run is, like, the practice run. Like, it gets yeah, scored, yeah. but they usually, like, sometimes they don't even attempt all their tricks on the practice run. Yeah, no, yeah. That's crazy. Because that's what happened to but, Chloe Kim. She yeah. she scored, like, she landed her trick, and she did not expect to on her practice run, and, like, got, like, a 97 or something crazy. I don't yeah. know the exact score. She's and crazy. Then, and then did her two other runs but didn't land her trick either time but she still got a gold medal on her practice run like that's insane i know that's so cool i feel so great like after the first run i did amazing i could just be like oh i'm going out for fun now you know what i mean yeah i'm sure it alleviated some pressure but i'm sure she also yeah. still wanted to like try and see if she could do better yeah 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 sure. okay but anyway back, but to, figure back to figure skating the main event <laughs> the the clear cut winner for us mm-hmm. in the winter yeah Olympics. for sure so, so men's was first. Let's just go for men's because it's fairly easier to talk about. Than yeah, there's a lot of stuff with the women's <sighs> that we'll get into. Yeah, but um, so the men's uh was like last week. We watched both the short programs and the um free programs, free like skate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I okay. First of all, just 
random question. Do you like the free skates or the short programs better? I think I almost like the short program. It depends. It's like... Yeah, it definitely depends on who is it is. Who's skating like. and also what type of vibe you like to like I don't know I think like the free skate's definitely more like creative in the sense Mm -hmm. of like music choice like all that kind of thing like it seems like a little more like lighthearted, and I think the short program is more like the art get as many tricks yeah the trick like meets like artistry (laughs) like it's much more technical I feel like yeah I agree so it just depends also, like, let's just preface this. Maddie and I know very little about the, like, <laughs> yeah. the technical side of figure skating. We're just completely offering our opinions, which could be totally incorrect. So just bear that in mind. Like, I totally we, for- we 100% need to say that. <laughs> like, we we act like we know what we're talking about, but, like, we mm-hmm. literally don't. We just, we just look at something and we're like, wow, that is really impressive. Like, good for them. Like, okay. So we definitely yeah. are not experts. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. From watching it, the short program looks, to me at least, more, like, technical. So it just depends mm-hmm. on, like, what mood I'm in, sort of. Like, mm-hmm. for, like, Yuzuru, like, I love his short program. Oh, really? Yeah. But I like Nathan's free skate because I think you get to see him have more fun. And I like mm-hmm. that. But it just, it changes based on the skaters and everything so i think i'm more of a free skate enjoyer but i mean at the end of the day i love them all honestly i watched the gala last night which we'll probably also talk about and those are my favorite skates and it honestly is probably because they're not competing for the olympics in those skates and like they're not doing their crazy tricks they're just really mainly having fun and like showing their artistry but those were really great but anyways back to the men's skating um so Nathan Chen won the gold from Team USA. Uh, we are big supporters. I know people had their opinions about Nathan and whatever, but we love Nathan, and I think he did amazing this competition. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't deny, especially with Yuzuru's, like, mistakes that we'll get into, but, like, he was the most deserving at this Olympics. He had the best performance, technically, and, you know, you can't deny that he excels at the sport. And I think that he really, I mean, he was the front runner this whole, you know, past couple years, especially with his issues in Pyeongchang four years yeah. ago. You know, he, he felt like he had a lot to prove. But, mm-hmm. I yeah, I he was the gold for me. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I just think he needs better costumes. And okay. We'll be good. <laughs> Here's the thing. I said this to Maddie the other day. I firmly believe Nathan Chen's costumes are ugly. But if I see, like, one more Twitter troll or Mm. one more TikTok being like, Nathan, you look so hideous, like... You are a gold medalist. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like it's like the TikToks about him winning the gold medal, and all the comments are just about how ugly his outfit is. I know. I'm like, okay, yes, his outfits are ugly, but I'm the only one who can say his outfits are ugly. <laughs> if I see anyone else in a public platform attacking this man for his costume design, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah. I'm like, let's... And also, like... Blame Vera Wang. <laughs> I know. I'm like, let's not discredit this man because his costumes suck. Like, I know they're yeah. ugly, but, like, 
Like, it looks like the one orange one he wore, it literally looked like a swim shirt. It looks shirt. like a Dorito. No, it looked like a swim shirt. Like a rash guard. I mean, I know, but it looks like a rash guard that looks like a Dorito on it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best, but we still love you, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Just, sure. you know. Maybe, maybe switch it up. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> and then I think our, our next, not next favorite, but one of our, like, favorites that we kind of mentioned is definitely user Ohanu. We are big stands, and we really wanted to see him land the quad axle, but he came so close to it that, like, honestly, I think he landed in my mind, you know? Yeah, I mean, he got credited for the first yeah. attempt attempt in an international competition or at the Olympics or whatever, so, yeah. you know, he still got the recognition for that, which is awesome, and he's just so beautiful to watch, like, yeah. on the ice. I just... I, I don't know. I, like, can't even put it into words. Like, he's just so graceful. Mm-hmm. And... You no, know, I saw a tweet the other day. And it was like, there's just not enough adjectives to explain how a user skates, you know? Like, you just, like, can't explain it. I know. It's just so crazy because it's, like, the fact that someone can look that elegant on ice is just, like, mind-boggling to me. Like, mm-hmm. I could never look that elegant on land if I, like, yeah. tried. But it's, like, this man is, like, out here killing it. And he's just, like, he just seems like a sweetheart, so. No, yeah, he totally is the cutest person in the entire world. He didn't have the best run. I mean, he still did amazing, but I'm sure for him, Mm -hmm. like, he had wished he had performed better, obviously, because, you know, he didn't um, medal. But I just think he is incredible, and, like, what he continues to do for the sport is just awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he is amazing and um i don't think we'll probably see him at the next olympics he said in a recent interview like right after the gala that he's going to continue skating but he doesn't know if he will make it to the next olympics or whatever i know he also uh, has an ankle injury that he was dealing with toward the end of the week this week and he was like yeah it's really bad but i'm skating (laughs) but um so yeah i mean i hope he we see him a little more and that's not the end of his run you know because we're big user fans and he's like just the greatest you know there's no undenying that yeah for sure i'm trying to is it oh go ahead as i say is there anyone who you like i mean i didn't know basically most of these skaters before i came into the olympics but is there anyone that like you found during the Olympics, at least the men's, that you were like, oh, you seem sick, and I like you. I really like Shuma Umo. Is that how you say it? You know Shuma Uno? Yeah, Shuma yeah, yeah. Uno. I think so, yeah. Um, I really liked him. He mm-hmm, just looked like too. he was so, like, happy and, like, enjoying. And, like, I love that. I love when you can see how much passion an athlete has for, like, their craft and their sport and, like, how proud they am to, like, how proud they am, how proud they are to (laughs) be, like, at the Olympics. And, like, Mm -hmm. I just love seeing people, like, take in every moment of that. And he really did. And I think he skated, like, phenomenally, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, He was amazing. Um, Yeah, I really liked him, too. I also really liked – I'm going to name three people. The, uh, King, Keegan Messing, the Canadian skier, oh, yeah. skier, skater. I, I liked his skating because he was just really fun. But also, every single day, 
to even if it was like men's, women's, any skating, he was there in the audience and he brought a ginormous Canadian flag and he would wave it around. It was humongous. And he was like, I feel like this man is the only Canadian at the Olympics because he was like representing so hard and it was just very wholesome and amazing to see. I just really loved looking out for the Canadian flag every night. Um, so he was awesome. I also really liked, um, I don't entirely remember his first name. I want to say it was Michael Donovan. Something Donovan. I know. He was the, oh my god, Spanish? I think he was from Spain. Oh my god, I can't believe I don't, let me honestly look no, it up. No, who? Was it the one, was it the Mexican with the Oh, Mexican, the yes, mall? yes, yes. Yes, yes. Let me, Donovan Carriello. Yes, he was, like, the first Mexican figure skater in, like, 30 years to make it to the Olympics. And he was just so cute and happy to be there. Like, honestly, what a sweet guy. Like, they showed a story about him, how he practices at the mall, uh, like, a figure skating arena. Because that's, like, the only one they have, like, in Mexico. And he literally has to, like, take breaks during it and because, like, people go on there with him. Like, he, oh, my God, I just was so happy. He made it to the, um free skate which was really awesome so we got to see him perform again and he just seemed like oh such a sweet person and so happy to be there yeah yeah and then my last one is this korean skater his name is cha jun Hwan. i think i don't know if i'm pronouncing any of these names right but he was just really cute <laughs> like i thought he was very attractive and um yeah, and there's this cute moment of him and Yuzuru where he was leaving, and then Yuzuru says hello or goodbye to him in Korean, and he it's a very sweet moment, and I was like, they're just so cute. <laughs> but um, yes, I liked him a lot too, and he was a great skater, obviously. All right, but yeah, the men's was very fun, and it was a good time. Now let's go to the traumatic. <laughs> horrifying event that was the women's honestly yeah it was it was it was, it was bad uh, yeah it was like uh, i don't even know where to start and the thing and also i, I want to brief this first one just in general we don't know russian two we don't entirely know what everyone like what the skaters are thinking we don't like know the reasoning behind every decision that was made like we don't know everything obviously but I feel like we do know a pretty decent amount, so we just kind of want to talk about it a little. Yeah, and also, if you don't know what we're going to be talking about, you should definitely, like, there's tons of articles about it now, like, you should mm -hmm. definitely, like, go look at it after you listen to this, because it's mm -hmm. very interesting and unfortunate and intense and just, like, a crazy thing that happened. Yeah. So... I guess we should start from Camila. Yeah. And her situation. Did you want me to do this part? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so from what I know, Camila is a Russian skater. She's 15 years old. And I think what happened was, I saw this in a Twitter thread, so once again, I don't know if it's entirely true, but either she was doing... And I can't exactly think of the drug she was doing. It was a heart drug to help yeah, her with for her heart. And I think they said she did it, though, in end of December. But she may have been doing it at the Olympics, too. I can't remember. But it still is not allowed. Obviously, you can't do drugs while you're at the Olympics. Or to help you get to the Olympics, you can't do drugs, like, in the process to get there. 
Um, but she competed in the team event the week before the men's, and they won gold, Russian did. And then she took a drug test, and that drug was uh, found in the test, obviously, so she failed it. And then um, they basically said that they they started an investigation and stuff, and they said they're going to hold all of Russia's, Russia's medals for now. And then, like, a week later, they said she can skate in the women's finals, which was very controversy. Controversy? Controversial. What is it? Yeah, controversial. Controversial. Um, and so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, basically, about. she tested positive for a banned substance yeah. while she was at the Olympics. And then the Olympic Council... Um, decided and like the head of the national or international figure skating community or whatever decided that they were going to allow her to skate following the positive drug test oh um and the reasoning mainly behind that was because she's 15 and uh it, the responsibility then falls onto the people around her and adults around her. So, like, her parents, her coaches, and stuff like that. So, technically, they can't blame her. And so, and it was also a thing of how her test was at, uh, like, the perfect time. So, they had enough time where she was, like, cleared and she was able to compete. So, they basically worked the system. So, she was still able to compete in the women's finals, which is unallowed. Yeah. And it just sparked up a lot of anger from the figure skating community and specifically anger in the camps of the competing figure skaters at the olympics and you know the competitors um and then also like the larger figure skating community like internationally like on twitter and all those things because i mean at the end of the day you know you acknowledge that this girl is a 15 year old like she's a minor and yes, it isn't, you know, she needs to have good people around her, like coaches and parents that know the information that she may not know because she's 15. But you also have to realize that it's very easy to know what banned substances are for the Olympics. And somebody dropped the ball or, you know, intentionally thought it wouldn't be a big deal to do it and you know there has to be consequences for that unfortunately and do I think that it was entirely her decision to take the drug her decision to do that probably not but do I still think that you have to hold up to the rules and be accountable I mean yes because then at what point does it become a slippery slope where you're making exceptions for certain circumstances but not others if she really needed that drug, she could have got a therapeutic use exemption to use mm -hmm. the drug at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I also want to, I know the um, Olympic Committee said that for her not to skate, it would cause her irreparable harm. But what's really interesting is I think her skating and physically embarrassing herself and her whole team and everyone and causing all the problems that she did and she's gonna now have irreparable harm from competing they should have sent her home sent her home with people and therapists and stuff to help her go through this process and they should have gotten her the help she needed and punished the people that did this and 
whatever and sent her home you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't have been as horrible harm like i just i didn't get how her not skating would cause irreparable harm like i don't understand that and they made that like very clear that that's the reason why she's skating because it's gonna cause harm like are you serious <laughs> yeah i just think it's so interesting like too like a lot of people when this first went viral on twitter like the news broke everyone was really comparing her situation to shikari richardson's um mm-hmm. and it it is crazy it just sort of seems like i mean it's different sports you know different things there's a lot of other variables drugs yeah mm-hmm. but it's also like you know why are we making exceptions for certain things and not for other things like we need to be consistent across the board and I don't know. I think Johnny Weir and Adam Rippon really talked about this when they released their statements. But, you know, it, the whole point of the Olympics is that you make it as fair as it can be. And it's to showcase the talent of these individuals who don't use substances and other things to enhance their abilities. And mm-hmm. Adam Rippon even said, he was like, what makes Camila a great skater cannot be enhanced by a drug. So why they felt the need to use that drug to begin with says a lot about, you know, what they think about, you know, figure skating. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what they had said. And then they had also said if Camila did get on the podium... Um, that they would not hold a ceremony for the um, medalist. And basically meaning, to be fair, they probably assumed that the three Russians would all three place on the podium. Um, So it would have just, the Russians wouldn't have gotten that experience. But still, if you never know, it's the Olympics, you never know what's going to happen. If any other person had or country or skater had placed, they would have not had that experience of getting their Olympic medal at the podium and having the whole ceremony. And that's where I think it's just so, it's crazy how they're making like adjustments around a person who is not clean. She's not a clean athlete and they're like causing, like making problems for these clean athletes that worked their asses off to get to the Olympics. You know what I mean? And they don't get to have their like full experience and they still did it because of the whole controversy that this caused, you know? Yeah. I mean, It's completely overshadowed the entire women's event at the Olympics. And it's just unfortunate because so many women worked so hard to get to the Olympics and their experience was kind of tainted and overlooked because of all the controversy with the Russian skaters, which there's still more to unpack. Yeah. So, so... Basically, um, she ends up skating. They obviously made the main front runners make it past to the free skate, and the free skate happens. And um, let's say paint the picture. We're currently Camila has just finished skating. Um, she in first place right now is I'm just gonna say their first names also because I don't know their first and last names is Anna. She's another Russian skater. Second place is um, Alexandra or Sasha, and then third place is Corey, a Japanese skater. And now Camilla just finished her skate. She fell um, quite a couple times. It was not like her best thing. She was is obviously under a ton of pressure and. Um, she, I guess, uh, sorry, here, she immediately gets off the rink 
and is crying and um her coach which i think we definitely need to mention and like because i would i would personally put a lot of the blame onto her but um her name is atiri what's her last name tuberitze atiri tuberitze she immediately goes up to her and starts yelling at her why'd you fall why didn't you push through it what happened like why did you fall this 15 year old is crying because she's under immense pressure and she can't like she's gonna fall you know what i mean like how could you not anyways they get their scores and she places in fourth so the first three people that i said are the medalist and um she's obviously crying and the coaches are comforting her and um and we take a look at the three medalists that did place and in silver or in bronze bronze uh wait yeah kahori is so happy and um she is sobbing and is with her coaches and team and it's, it's like so sweet to see like that is the only good thing that we could literally talk about in this story right now so we have to like just you know she's so well deserved like so happy for her she deserves every second of that you know mm-hmm. And then, and, um, the silver medalist is, um, Sasha, and she, I, obviously, once again, we don't know Russian, and we don't know what she was thinking, but at least from what we can tell, she's definitely throwing a tantrum, um, she's screaming and crying and pushing people away from her, and we have thought it's over how she didn't win the gold. Um, I, I don't know, you want to take it from here? <laughs> Well, that's, like, seeming to be the general consensus Mm -hmm. from news outlets and everything is that she was upset over the fact that she didn't place first. And Mm -hmm. she was basically being like, why didn't I win gold? Like, you know, just saying things. Like, I'm sure she was emotional and being like, I should have won. I think also she's older than the two. Mm -hmm. Um than Camilla and Anna, um, and so I think she was also like, I'm the oldest, like, why aren't I, like, placing first, you know, I think she just had a lot of emotions, and I also think, oh, go ahead, I was just gonna say, I also think, cut her a little slack, it was a high-intense environment, they, all the, um, Russian skaters had faced a lot of, you know, intensity from the media in the past couple days, and, I'm sure it was very stressful. Like, the Olympics is stressful to begin with, and adding all this on top makes it stressful. And she's young. So I'm willing to give her some benefit of the doubt in this situation, but we'll get into it. But you can say what you were going to say. I also think, um, I know her, like, I feel like she, they were also saying when this was happening that, like, she was more upset that Camilla didn't end up placing and making the podium, which... And I know they all are friends, but I don't necessarily think that was the situation. Just because, I mean, I I don't I don't I just don't think that was the reason necessarily behind why she was so angry. You know, I also think um her coaches probably told her that because she did like five axles and five quads or whatever what she did was because she's a crazy like jumper and like like a she can do really good like tricks and stuff, but she kind of lacks in the artistry. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think they basically told her, if you just land those, you'll win the gold. And she did, and she did win the gold. So she was, like, mad at her coaches because they told her, like, stuff that wasn't true. And she was just, like, overall, like, very mad. And she was refusing to go on to get her medal or, like, to – I don't think it was a medal, but I think it was, like, the little ceremony thing they do at the end. She's saying, I don't want to go. 
screaming, crying, like mascara running, like very crazy, pushing people away. And yeah, it was just really, it was really crazy to see. And we like, I almost think like they probably should have been also shoving the camera in her face because we basically saw all of it, you know? Yeah. And then like the saddest part of all. Yeah. Is after the scores are announced, you know, you know who plays first, second, third. It's probably like 10 minutes before you even see the skater that placed first in the Mm -hmm. women's at the Olympics. And it pans over to her after you catch, you know, Corey crying and, you know, the Russian catastrophe of the figure skaters, Mm -hmm. like Camila crying, like everyone, Sasha crying and, you know, every, all the coaches comforting them. You pan mm-hmm. over and sitting on the couch holding what, like a teddy bear? What is she holding? Yeah, a little plushie, yeah. Is Anna silent, stone face, seemingly like like staring at like the ground, just like downcast, like almost like she's having like an out-of-body experience, like completely silent, no emotion by herself. And mm-hmm. it's like she just won the gold medal at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Like, she has no emotion. And it's just, it's crazy because it's like you have two thoughts. You're like, one, does she have no emotion because she's afraid to react given all the chaos that's around her? Or mm-hmm. does she have no emotion because her entire life in the sport has been so toxic to where she's just like numb? to it all Mm -hmm. and it's like you can't even decide which one is more sad because it's just like crazy yeah it's so sad and then like at one point she just stands up and it's still it the it's the way she's just holding this plushie and she just is like looking like she's looking at Corey, like crying with her team she's looking at the catastrophe that airs all the russian skaters and coaches and she's literally just standing there and like i think maybe 15 minutes in some coach or some guy comes up to her and is, gives her a hug. And, like, that's the first time she's congratulated after 15 minutes of her knowing she has the gold. Which is crazy. Like, crazy. Yeah. And then they finally get all of them a little a little cleaned up. And they go out on this uh, rink and they get, like, a little, like, teddy bear thing. I don't know what it was. And flowers or something. It's not the ceremony, medal ceremony, because that was the next day. But um, and then you just have the silver medalist again holding her little thing and just flipping off everyone. And like honestly, it's pretty funny because like that's like hilarious. But like also like oh my god, like that is crazy. Like oh my god, like I don't know who she was necessarily flipping off. If it was the judges and stuff that she think didn't score her accurately, or if it was. Her coaches, or I, I don't know who, I don't know, you know, but <laughs> it was such a mess, such a mess. Yeah, the whole thing was a mess, and it also has just, like, a lot of people have really been talking about Atiri Tuberitze because she's the coach to all three of these girls, and, you know, when you observe this whole experience, it seems very easy to make the conclusion that they are in a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Atiri is, like, supposed to be their trusted support system who's, like, coaching them through this experience. But, like, 
You know, you have one athlete throwing a tantrum because she doesn't win gold. You have another athlete testing positive for a banned substance. And then you have another athlete win gold and be completely devoid of emotion and, you know, happiness and joy. It's like, you know, you have a responsibility as their coach to be a safe space for them. And so a lot of people are really begging for an investigation of Atiri to make sure that there's no, you know, we can't make assumptions, but just ensure that there's no um, abuse occurring to these young women. And to be fair, she does not have a great reputation. A lot of the athletes she has coaches or coached have retired at 19. And yes, obviously women's figure skating has a really low like age, like, I know people made jokes about um, the U.S. skater Mariah Bell being, like, an old person skating when she's 25. Like, yeah. She, they were like, she's ancient, but, like, she's 25, you know? So I know that is, like, a thing in the women's skating, at least. But all of her skaters have retired at least under 19. Like, 19 or younger, you know what I mean? Because of eating disorders or injuries or just, like, they are burnt out. And it's, like... Like, I'm really curious, and also, like, it's going to be really sad if these skaters who went this year to the Olympics, will we see them again at next year's Olympics or stuff, you know? Like, I am really interested, and it will be very sad if we don't, to be fair. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was crazy, honestly. I feel like everything went wrong for the event. Like, it was just, it was just unfortunate that the whole women's event was overshadowed by all these unfortunate circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I know we wanted to briefly talk about like kind of steering away from the more negative aspect, but last night was the closing gala that I didn't mm-hmm. watch. I caught the highlights, but I know you watched. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if you had thoughts yeah. about it that you wanted to make. I do actually it was it was it was honestly like as horrible as like the last week it's been with the women's and like just everything going on it was really really nice also I haven't I didn't watch any of like the um skating or like the duos or um the ice dance pairs and honestly I'm still like not the biggest fan of them but um I got to see a lot of their performances, which was fun, and I wanted, I, I just love that stuff, and because it's, like, they look like they're just having fun, because, like, they don't have any real pressure that on them, and they're not having to do their crazy hard tricks, because, like, it's the gala, you know, like, they're not, like, they don't have to, they're not required to do any of that, and the, the uh, lighting, and, like, the graphics that they put on the rink were beautiful, and, like, the pretty 2022, where they all walked out of was great, and just all the performances were really fun. And then the end, they had a little thing all together. And it just, like, it was, like, okay. Like, figure skating is okay, you know, even after, like, this horrible thing that happened. And, like, the whole community was outraged. Like, I feel like it grounded everyone again and was, like, we got this, you know. But it was very good. Yeah. Everyone just seemed so much happier. And, like, it seemed like, you know, like, light was brought back into the sport, and it just reminded mm-hmm. people of, like, the spirit of figure skating, and that it's supposed to be, like, fun and beautiful, and, you know, it doesn't need to be this super intense, unfortunate thing, so I thought it was mm-hmm. a good way to sort of 
bring some light to the recent dark days of figure skating. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to talk about this real quick because I didn't know it until after. But um, one of the U.S. women skater, um, her name is Alyssa Liu. Mm -hmm. um, she is adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's so I, cute. I I think she's like 17, but her, she didn't know she would be invited to the gala by the end of the Olympics. So she didn't bring another routine. And so literally like the night before someone taught her one, she borrowed a costume from another old skater, Team USA skater, like one of the partners costume. A couple other girl skaters did her hair and makeup for her. Like it was very sweet. And she actually danced to um, Itzy, which is one of the K-pop groups that um, I like know. And like, I don't stand them, but like, they're in JYP and stuff and get friends with the groups I stand. But, um, so it was so cool. And the performance was so good. I, like, loved it. I think, too, that, again, highlights the spirit. Like, everyone being like, we'll help you. Like, we're going to make this yeah. work. Like, it's just mm -hmm. supportive and, like, wholesome, which is, like, what it should be at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, it should just be overwhelmed with love, I think. And there's this last little thing I want to talk about. It was actually in the practices, but there's, like, the Olympic mascot and i think his name is penguin bing, bing jane Wen or something like that but he's like a little penguin and he was on um the skate because he came out in the end and there's one moment he like is skating by yuzuru and yuzuru goes do an axle do an axle and it's like the cutest thing ever and the penguin like just looks at yuzuru and goes with this like hand and he's like no Aww. and then like when they did it in the main performance they like he like fell a couple times and they all like tried to pick him up and then they like accidentally pushed him down like, it was just barely cute and i was that was like very fun and wholesome i love that all right so with that we are going to close this discussion on the olympics and with figure skating mm -hmm. and now we're going to move into something a little more random and fun and just just something fun for us to do. Um, yes. So we're going to do two games, um, but the first we're going to do is BTS Superlative. So Maddie has prepared a bunch of questions that I have not seen, and we're going to basically assign a member of BTS to the question, and it kind of has to be like the first member that pops in our head. And um, we'll offer, like, a brief description of why we think that. And we're going to alternate who goes first, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, am I, I answering TikTok of this? Yes. Okay. I saw TikTok of this. Just want to give credit. I don't know their usernames, but they did it with 17 members. And I was like, this would be really funny for the podcast. So I took it from them. Okay? All right. So the first question is, which BTS member do you think you could take in a fight? Three, two, one. Jimin. Mine would be Yoongi. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, you're right. Because that's a thing. I was saying, I was thinking Jimin because, like, you know, he's, like, small and cuddly. But, like, also Jimin does still work out. So, like, he probably is way stronger than he looks. But also I feel like Jimin wouldn't want to, like, hurt me. So he would just, like... <laughs> Kind of, like, run away. Also, who I think would be pretty easy would be, like, Jin. <laughs> <laughs> like, my man, I could just make... I don't even know how I would go about fighting him. I feel but like, also, like... I don't know. I feel like you would, like, tap him and he'd be like, oh, my God. Like, he would be so <laughs> dramatic. 
But also, I feel like I couldn't do many things that would make Jin mad to, like, fight me. You know what I mean? Not that I would rebuke you, but still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next one. I'll answer it first. Okay. Which member could you be in an eating contest? Uh, three, two, one, Jimin. I literally don't have an answer. Maybe Jin. I don't know. Whoever eats the less, because they eat. Freaking Jungkook yeah. and Namjoon eat. <laughs> I, the easiest part was like, oh, eliminate them. No, I thought, I was in my head, I was like, well, definitely not Jungkook, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Okay. This one's for you first. Okay. Which BTS member would get along with your parents the best? Three, two, one. Jimin. Namjoon. Oh, well, okay, Namjoon knows the most. But not because of, not because of, not because of that. Oh, okay. I think Namjoon would be a great person to bring to your parents. <laughs> to be sure they all would, but. I think different, I think honestly... Yoongi would get along with dad because they could oh, bond over sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mom would just like all of them because she'd just be like, they're all so freaking cute. <laughs> yeah, she That's what mom says about every boy ever. She's <laughs> like, he's so cute. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll answer. Oh, we did this one as practice. Um, okay. <laughs> so random. Which member of BTS would you run into at Trader Joe's? Okay, three, two, one, Hobie. Jin. Mmm. Okay, but don't you think Hobie? Yeah, I kind of was thinking that at first, and then I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, he's just really, like, expensive to me, so, like, he would shop at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is you know? not that expensive. No, I know, but it's like, like, I don't know, I just get, like, an elitist vibe from people that drop at Trader Joe's, and not that I think Hobie's an elitist. Oh my god. I just think, like, he, like, is, like, iconic in which of a Trader Joe's. Maybe. Okay. Um, okay, this one's funny. Am I going first? Yeah. Okay. Which member would you see working the drive-thru at McDonald's? <laughs> Three, two, one. Taehyung and Jimin. I was going to say Taehyung and Jungkook. <laughs> it's literally McNeil line. Like, the three of them would do it together. <laughs> And it would be so funny. They would, like, yell at each other when, like, one person, like, messed up the window and, like, one person, like, took the orders. They'd be like, you're not fast enough. They would totally lie. the BTS meal. They would totally lie and say the ice cream machine was broken. (laughs) (laughs) Because they would get, like, lazy. That's funny. Okay, this one's good, too. I'm going to first. Which member would send you their fan cams at 3 a.m.? Um, three, two, one, Jin. I was gonna say Jin too. He's always <laughs> like, I'm so handsome. Worldwide handsome. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this one's a good too. Which member, you're in first, which member is least likely to be able to help you in college? Three, two, one, Taehyung. I don't know. That's like I didn't like, even answer. Dumbest, but I don't think he's dumb. I just think what I'm studying in college, he would not be helpful for. <laughs> yeah, maybe Tay. I don't know. I, f- I don't know, actually. Also, I feel like, like, to be fair, none of them would help me in college. Yeah, I also feel like I just said Tay because, like, I didn't have an answer and, like, that was the first thing that popped in my head. No, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. My heart. Yeah. Okay. 
If you could only invite one member to your wedding, who would it be? Okay. Three, Eight, two, two, one, Jungkook. Okay, because he's the groom. <laughs> I figured it out. But I would say Jungkook because I want him to sing at my wedding. Oh, that's good. And he would, like, come. Like, he would be there, you know? Would he? <laughs> if I asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's just there. He's just like, oh, hey. <laughs> okay. Um, which member would you dance rattle against? Three, two, one. June or Jin? Jin. Jin's the worst, so I could maybe win. <laughs> I would dance against Hobie, even though I would totally lose, but I don't care. I'm not there to embarrass myself more than I need to. Me already trying to dance battle anyway. No, I want to see you in June dance <laughs> That would be funny for some reason. I don't know why. As I'm saying June or Jin. One of the two. Yeah. I have the best okay. that way. If you are stuck in an elevator, which member would be the best to be with? Not to help save you, just to hang out with. Okay. Three, two, one. Hobie or Taeyang? I would say Jungkook. Yeah. I mean, it's like you just want to pick your bias so you can hang out with them. But also, <laughs> I think Hobie would, like, bring up... He'd be like, you know, like, let's make it fun. Like... Yeah, he'd bring up some fun games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm lost. Uh, okay. <laughs> this one's kind of mean, but we're not trying to be mean, Okay. Yeah, I go first? Yeah. Okay. Which BTS member is not allowed to meet your family? <laughs> oh my god, mine. Okay, three, mm. two, mm. one, Taeyong. <laughs> Wait, why? Because he would just be like, I don't know. I just, I don't have an explanation. But I mean, I would love him to meet my family. I honestly don't know. I, like, I like okay. literally don't have an answer. Okay. This is kind of similar to the wedding one, but it's fine. If you could celebrate your birthday with one member, who would it be? Three, two, one. Taeyang. Jimin. I feel like Jimin would make you feel so special on your birthday. Oh, yeah. Jimin loves a birthday. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like, he would take me shopping into, like, dinner. Yeah, that's true. That's cute. But also, like, my bias took um, who is most likely to non-stop quote TikToks? This is me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I feel like none of them. Um, okay. Three, two, one, Jungkook. I was thinking Hobie. Yeah. Hobie and Jungkook. They would definitely do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this one's good. Which BTS member would you let dye your hair? Three, two, one. Namjoon? I would say Yoongi. I think... Don't know why, but I just think... I just want someone who's, like, responsible. Yeah. Like, the rest of them would, like... Like, Jim and Jungkook and Taeyong would just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, we'll just do whatever. (laughs) Whereas I feel like the other ones would maybe be like, I'm gonna try and make it look good. Like, no promises, but... Okay, and last one. This is a pretty good one. Okay. You answer it first, though. Okay. Which member of BTS is most likely to have a live, laugh, love sign in their house? (laughs) Okay. Three, two, one. Jimin or Hobie? Jin. Oh, (laughs) no, you're so right. You're so right. (laughs) I also feel like Hobie would, too, though. 
Yeah. I honestly could kind of see it in all of their houses, but, like, especially... All of them except Yoongi and Namjoon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think Jin would definitely have one. (laughs) I can't. Jin is such a good... Isn't that a good question? That was good. Yeah. Okay. That was all for this little game. I think it was very fun. It was fun to, like, change the vibe up of the podcast a little, you know? Yeah. Since we've been going for a while, I think now we just want to go into our bias segment of the week. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start or would you like me to go first? Um, I'll start. Okay. The other day, Sid and I were on FaceTime discussing what we were going to talk about on the podcast. And she was like, make sure to pick a bias. And I was like, oh, right. And I was like, trying to think. And she was like, I have mine already. And I was like, hey, well, obviously don't tell me. And I was trying to think. And I was like... We really should have changed this to where we picked the least favorite thing of the week because the only thing that were coming to mind to me were like horrible things. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Um, it's going to be. Er, nevertheless, I found one, um, and this is also actually related to Sydney, and she's gonna instantly know what it is, but and like understand. But it is heating pads. Mm. So. For the longest time, um, I would always use my mom's or whenever Sid was home, their heating pad whenever I, like, had a stomachache or whatever. And I always thought they were great. Like, they always did the, like, did the job. They heated me up. You know, it was great. But then Sydney got one, and she, like, used it also as just, like, a heater. And so she would always put it on her back because she always has back problems. And then she would just, like, leave it on and, like, warm her bed up. And when she was cold, she would use it. And she would always tell me, like, dude, get in my bed, like, the heater's on, you know, and all this stuff, and I'd be like, okay, and she's like, you really need to invest in, like, a heater, and, like, or a heating pad, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I mean, I'll get one eventually, because I always, like, steal my mom's, but sometimes my mom is using it, and so I can't steal it, and so then, I think I got some money for Christmas, and I bought myself a heating pad, and at first, I, like, didn't really use it, but now I'm using it, and it's changing the game. I, like, especially it's been really cold this week, um, and I, I also have been having, like, some cramps, and so I've been using it for that, and then I, like, started putting it on my back, and, like, I've been warming my pillows up before I get into bed, and normally I like a cold bed, but because it's so cold outside, and, like, the air is cold, I'm, I want it to be warm, <laughs> and so I've been warming it up, oh my god, it is so nice, and the thing is now, like, a four is not even warm to me. I needed, like, a five or a six to, oh, like, yeah. feel the heat, you know? It's and that is full so blast. I know. But, and then and then sometimes I just start sweating, and I'm like, okay, I need yeah. to turn it off. But it, it does its job 100%, and it's great. I'm very glad you've seen the light with this. Mm-hmm. It has been years that I've been telling Maddie, like, heating pads are the best. They're multipurposeful, yeah. like, can use them for all different things, and they're easy to, like take places mm-hmm. which is nice you can like move them like if you're going in a different room take it move it you know i take it when yeah. i travel places like it's just my comfort item so that's a good one thank you all right so my bias of the week is actually once i say this you'll know what it is but it's a song that i have been I probably listen to at least, like, three hours a day, like, just on repeat, the same song. Like, if I'm doing schoolwork, I'll just, like, put it I on. I actually don't. And just, oh, I know what it is. And it's called 
uh, dream number 24, and it's by the Wait, artist. That is so funny that I said nevertheless. I, <laughs> I didn't even know what yours was. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So it's, a, it's in this K-drama that I'm obsessed with that we might talk about on, like, a podcast coming up, but it's on the soundtrack of that, so that's how I found it. And I listen to it all the time. It's so good. I don't know what it is about this song, but it's, like, it's, like, addicting. Like, there's something in it that's, like, so good. And it has, like, English and Korean in it. And, like, the beat is just so good. And every time I listen to it, I think of the scene it's used for in the (laughs) K-drama. And it's just, like, uh, it just sucks me in. And I'm just, like, this song is just amazing. Like, I, like, normally I get sick of songs if I play them so much, but, like, I will just continuously play this song, and I love it, because it's, like, not super slow, but not, like, upbeat. It's, like, that, like, cool, like, sexy kind of jam song, and it's mm-hmm. just so good. So, Dream Number 24 by Rio on Spotify. Listen to it. So good. Yeah. I also want to say, Sydney has watched this drama so many times that I, and I watched it too, but I made a joke saying nevertheless because I was just like making a joke, being like, oh my god, yeah, Sid watches this drama all the time. And I did not even know that that was going to be your vibes of the week. Like, it had something to do with nevertheless. That's really funny. Didn't we do something like this the other day? Oh, we can't talk. No, we're not. We're not. I was going to bring that up, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> Never mind. We can't talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, we had a, we, me and Senior, like, I'm, I've, I know I've said this before, but I'm basically, like, Cindy's the blueprint and I'm the replica, but we have things where, like, we will, like, text each other the same tweet, uh, but at the same exact time, and we're both like, oh, well, this is awkward, or, like, we say the exact things at the same exact time, and we're like, oh, this is awkward, and we had a really crazy one the other day, but we can't talk about it. It was, like, it was, that one was actually scary, to the point where I was like, I think you're living in my brain. <laughs> but, yeah, um... See, that's pretty crazy. We are just one, and that's why we have a podcast. Exactly. But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope the quality was a little better and the audio and visual stuff. Once again, check out our YouTube. I also am going to start making Instagram. I will. I promise I will. And um, where we can post, like, snippets of the podcast and stuff on that. So check that out. And, yeah, I think that's basically it. Yeah, I would say so. This one was fun. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked having, like, not a real topic and us being able to, like, you know, go around. I mean, to be fair, we did talk about the Olympics for, like, 40 minutes. But, yes. But it was fun. No, it was. It was good. I love the Olympics. (laughs) All right. So, we will see you guys. Or, yeah, see you guys. How do you? Here. I don't know. You will hear us. We will. (laughs) (laughs) You will hear from us. Yeah. You will be hearing from us in a week. Yep. So. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.